Welcome to Tax Boss. I'm Meryl Bailey in Orlando, Florida. And I'm Crystal Woodbury in Denver, Colorado. We're each licensed as attorneys and also CPAs. We help our clients get the best results because we work well with their trusted advisors. Tax Boss is a podcast for advisors from multiple professions to get together to discuss common client issues and how we can work together to solve them. Crystal, I'd like to talk today about common law marriage and what states recognize them and what to do when a marriage is being asked to be recognized in a non-common law marriage state, but saying that the marriage was recognized in a state that it was and therefore should be recognized in the new state. Have you had to deal with this before? I have, Meryl. I've had it both in the, we see it in the firm in the divorce context, and also we've had a couple um, estate administrations where a common law spouse has presented a claim. Well, we've got a case where a an admittedly long-term girlfriend is now claiming that they should have a common law marriage recognized from the time that they lived in Texas. The purported husband has died here in Florida. So she is saying that she really should be recognized as a spouse. And we're asking for all sorts of evidence to support the purported marriage. And it's been a very interesting case. Meryl, let's start by defining what common law marriage is, knowing that it's a little bit different in each state. Um, but as a general concept, a common law marriage is a legally mar- legally recognized marriage between two people who have not purchased a marriage license or had their marriage solemnized by a ceremony. Right. And, and not all states address common law marriage. In, in most cases, common law marriages are not cannot be inherent to that state. So Florida does not have a common law marriage statute, but Florida will recognize common law marriages that were legitimized in another state. Right. And and I think what a lot of people lose sight of because they hear the stories of we lived together for six months or they lived together for six months, so they have a common law marriage. Um, the answer is not so simple. And you really have to look to each state, either their statutes or to case law or a combination of the two to define common law marriage. And then in a state like Florida, apply it there, looking at the laws of the other states. Right. So if, as, as I practice in Florida, we would have to have evidence to support that the marriage was legal in the original state for Florida to be able to recognize it. And the issue is when your spouse, the reason it's a big deal is when your spouse in Florida, you have all sorts of automatic rights of inheritance and priority in certain things dealing with after death. And if you're not the spouse, you don't get those. So how do, how do we know? How do you know when someone is a spouse or not? Great. Well, let's begin by discussing the states that statutorily recognize common common law marriage, which means they have a law on the books that says common law marriage is, is recognized and sometimes sets out factors. Um, and those states are Colorado, Iowa, Kansas, Montana, New Hampshire, South Carolina, Texas, and Utah. 
Well, and the District of Columbia, too. The District of Columbia has it both through common law and specifically through case law. What I, what I didn't look up is which came first. Yeah, the chicken or the egg. Yes. Because, again, there are states, the states you just mentioned, have a statute that talks about common law marriage. Um, Rhode Island and Oklahoma and the District of Columbia have case law that recognizes common marriage. And then there's states that used to allow common law marriages, but don't anymore. So Pennsylvania, Ohio, Indiana, Georgia, Idaho, Oklahoma, Florida, and Alabama used to allow organic common law marriage in their own state. But as for example, in Florida, as of January 1st, 1968, there are no more common law marriages endemic to Florida. And Alabama's just closed theirs out as of January 1st, 2017. So prior to that, you could still be in a common law marriage that started in Alabama. But where what I'm dealing with here in Florida is a case where the couple, the purported wife is saying that the couple lived together in Texas and satisfied all of the criteria to be considered common law married in Texas. And then they moved to Florida. So Florida should recognize that marriage because it was legit in Texas. And just a continuation of it. Yeah. Correct. Correct. So how do you prove that you're married if you don't have a marriage license, Crystal? Well, unfortunately, there's no hard and fast rule or set of rules like living together for six months um, that provide that proof. There are a lot of factors, and it's a court determination, typically, unless there's a family settlement agreement, but typically it's a court that decides whether or not there was a recognized common law marriage, and and there are many factors um, to look at when making that determination, and some apply in some states, some apply in others, all might apply in a state. It really is a case-by-case determination, Um, but we can go through that list of some of the things the court looks at. And of course, the more you have, the better chance you have for success of proving a common law marriage, the fewer, if if you're going after disproving a common law marriage, you of course want fewer, if none of those. Right. Because it isn't just that the marriage existed, it's that you can prove that the marriage existed. Right. And other people can provide proof that the marriage existed. So some of those factors are, Living together, and again, there's no hard and fast rule. The amount of time varies by state. Um, You must have the legal right to be married. So be of a certain age. If states require that you be a certain age to be married, you have to be that age. You have to have the capacity or sound mind and um, ability to be married, which if you're married to someone else, you can't be married to a second person. Um, well, and, and, you know, we're laughing, but that's been coming up more and more because of COVID and not getting, taking the ability or the courthouse has been closed and all these reasons why things are not happening the way that they should. Or we had this come up a lot after 2009 when there was the, um, the economy was not doing so well. And in Florida, you have to, there, we don't have an income tax. But there's fees for a lot of things. And the fee to file with the court to get a divorce is fairly high. So we had a lot of people that just stopped living together and then, I guess, forgot they were married. 
and right. were going to get married to someone else. And finally, someone would say, but you're not divorced from the other person. <laughs> and they'd be just kind of surprised that that came up. Right. Because they're like, well, I haven't seen them in, you know, 11 years. I'm like, well, it doesn't mean <laughs> you're divorced. So, right. so it's, um, it's pretty interesting how to make that happen. Um, some of the other factors, Meryl, is you must, the two parties must be in agreement that they are married, um, have a reputation in the community as a married couple. So introducing themselves to people as spouses, husband, wife, um, friends, introducing them, introducing the couple as spouses. Um, you can also hold joint accounts, have joint credit cards, filing joint income tax returns, um, holding real estate together, having and raising children together, sharing a common surname, um, identifying one another as a spouse on insurance or benefit forms, uh, wearing rings on what we traditionally consider the, the marriage ring finger, um, are all things that can be presented as evidence for or against a common law marriage. Well, in, in the case that, that we're working with, um, we were, we asked for all sorts of evidence. And some of the evidence that we asked for was when he got cremated, did you authorize the cremation as spouse? Um, and the answer was, you know, no. Um, the, co the death certificate did not list the spouse. The Social Security did not pay the purported spouse the lump, special lump sum death benefit. Um, because the Social Security Administration had no record of this marriage. Um, we looked for, I asked for copies of their tax returns. I said, I don't need, you know, you can blank out all of the data except for, is it, you know, whose names are on it? And is it married filing jointly or married filing separately? That's what I needed to know. Um, we haven't gotten copies of that yet either. But there's all sorts of things, you know, that we asked for, you know, again, the death certificate didn't have it. The um, crematory had never heard of the spouse. The hospital hadn't heard of her as spouse. The Social Security Administration had not heard of her as spouse. Um, and I am guessing that the IRS did not either. But what the purported spouse has, has provided is several affidavits from friends who are saying that they believed that they were married. Right. And we had a, a probate case um, several years ago. And actually, I think it was before or maybe right after same-sex same sex marriages were legalized where the spouse of a woman who died, um, so it was a same-sex couple, her spouse passed away. She was trying to get the retirement benefit and the deceased spouse's family members were the ones who wrote the letters saying the surviving spouse was, it was a common law marriage because they hadn't had the opportunity before same sex marriages were legalized to get married because it wasn't legal. Um, but they would have been able to after they just didn't because the spouse who died was ill. So we were able to get those retirement benefits as spousal benefits. Well, and I'm thwarted by the whole idea because it's so easy to get married. 
legally. Mm -hmm. That if you want to be recognized as legally married, for crying out loud, just go get a marriage license and do it. I, I, you know, I don't, it's so much easier in the big picture to just have that silly marriage license than to try to create all this documentation in arrears to prove that you really have been holding yourself out as married for all this time. Right. So, you know, if you are in a committed long-term relationship and you're holding yourself out to be married, then for crying out loud, don't, don't count on common law marriage to help you in a crisis. On the other hand, there are people commonly, haha, there are a lot of people that I know, and it's more common than you might think, that hold themselves out as married who legally are not married and don't legally want to be married, but they want people to think that they're married. Uh, a couple examples I can give are the wife in the held out marriage is getting all sorts of benefits from her first deceased husband. Um, she's, you know, he was a, a, a veteran and she gets TRICARE and she gets his benefits. She has all sorts of benefits from his service. And if she did legally marry, she would lose all of those. Right. So they just, they have rings and everything and they tell everybody they're married, but they're really not. I had older clients years ago who both were both, you know, both widowed and the, they were very close, but again, there were all sorts of benefits that they would have lost had they gotten married. So they were, didn't know what to do. I said, just have a pretend wedding ceremony and don't sign a license and, you know, act like you're married. And the wife finally decided that she just couldn't do that to her. The issue was they didn't want the grandchildren to see them living together without the benefit of marriage. Uh. And I said, so pretend you're married. And she said, well, which is worse, lying to them that we're, <laughs> that we're not married or, or living in sin. And I'm like, well, that's something you're going to have to figure out on your own. Not, you know, I'm the lawyer here. I'm not. Yeah. My, my limits of a counselor as lawyer um, have just been exceeded. Yeah. Yeah. I pay grade. Yeah, I could see it too in an instance where um, you get divorced and you're getting maintenance and you lose your maintenance if you get legally remarried, but you're in a new relationship and you hold yourself out to the public as as husband and wife, but don't make it official official in states like Colorado or, or Kansas that recognize common law marriage. Um, that could be dangerous, but I could also see people doing it and not getting officially married until the maintenance period runs. Yeah, doesn't I don't know. Don't um, don't the agreements say that if you're in a long term, if you're living with someone, doesn't the alimony stop? I don't know. I've, I've never been divorced, so yeah, I I don't know that either. But right, I yeah, heard yeah, people. People. we're yeah. the two worst people to answer that. It's not our area of law and <laughs> personal experience, so I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, so, but there, so there's lot at, you know there are many many benefits to being married. And it is very easy to get married. So if you have the ability to get married and you want the benefits of being married, you 
we suggest that you get legally married. If there's a reason why you don't want to be legally married, but you want to hold yourself out as that, um, you know, go for it. But the, but not getting legally married and depending on common law marriage, particularly when you moved out of the state where that marriage was organic is a very difficult path to take. Yeah. And, and it, in the estate planning realm, Meryl, it, it affects two different areas. And, and, but circling back to the, if you want the benefits of getting married, get married, but also have a prenup so that you uh, minimize the risk should you get divorced. Right. But yes. um, the, the two areas as estate planners that common law marriages, um, could be beneficial if you could prove it, if, if you're not legally married, is making health care and financial decisions as a spouse. Um, yes. If one of you gets ill and, and the other is rights upon the death of a spouse. Well, and there's also, if it's interesting because unmarried heterosexual couples have the same issues that unmarried same-sex couples have. Right. And I used to have to deal with those issues all the time because I have so many clients who are same-sex couples, but now my same-sex couples can get married. So it's really, I more often now am dealing with unmarried heterosexual couples who have no plans on getting married and we're trying to document up their rights. Right. But that's different than an unmarried couple that is claiming to be married without benefit of a marriage license because they're depending on either the case law or the statute of a different state. Right. So it's just been, a, it's been a very interesting um, position to be in because it's, it's a lot more complex than I thought because I thought, well, wait, Florida doesn't have common law marriage. And then they're like, well, but no, you depend on the state where they're saying the common law marriage came from. And then you have to look at the statutes for that state and and then start fighting about the evidence. Right. Is is this something that will end up being litigated or do you think oh, yeah. it'll settle? It'll, it's being litigated. Yeah. That's too bad. So that's it for this episode of Tax Boss. Remember, great advisors work with each other. Contact us at taxbosses.com with any questions, ideas, or if you'd like to be on the show.